Entrepreneur on Fire 596. Failures, aha moments, I've made it moments, and the lightning round. Seven days a week. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Want to manage your incoming calls without hiring that secretary? Go to evoice.com and get $5 off every month for life when you enter promo code FIRE. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. Designing a logo for your business shouldn't hold you up. Choose from dozens of options in just seven days when you visit 99designs.com slash FIRE. You'll also get a $99 power pack of services for free. What's shaking, Fire Nation? John Lee Dumas here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Dahlia Astorbatty. Dahlia, are you prepared to ignite? I am prepared to ignite, John. Dahlia managed a nonprofit event at 12, led a team in one of Canada's top companies at 24, in between building two innovative tech companies in SaaS, software as a service, an engineer and a pioneer in technology-driven marketing and sales initiatives, her passion to influence growth led her to publish the 31 immutable plays of prospecting. Dahlia, I've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. Thank you, John. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Dahlia Astrobati. I am uh, a relentless problem solver, uh, originally an engineer by trade. I seem to have been born into technology as a daughter of an early IBM veteran and a computer scientist from the 60s. I seem to have just begun uh, with with technology since I was zero. <laughs> so whether whether I was doomed or not, as my mother sort of played, um, it obviously impacted our ability to see the future. Uh, given that I played with the internet in the 80s, I always felt that I had the ability to share the success that the internet, technology, and someone who is so innovative in our household had impacted me. Today, uh, working on the uh, the growth and success of Real Social, which is really the next generation social prospecting platforms to enable salespeople to just find the real golden nuggets to influence their top line revenue. Social prospecting, um, as some may say we are the pioneers of, is really around bringing back the basics, uh, being able to apply the genuine, authentic, real good relationships that some of the uh, early sales guys in the IBM and Xerox and the founders of solution selling really were able to implement. Um, happy to showcase where we're going. And, um, you know, my background comes from also marketing automation. So we've seen a lot of transition from people implementing marketing automation and now going and early adopting into social prospecting. Well, Dahlia, there's a ton of synergy between Entrepreneur on Fire and yourself because that's what we do here on the audio level, on the podcasting side. We extract nuggets of incredibly powerful and useful information so our listeners, the beloved Fire Nation, can apply these great tools, tactics, tips to their lives, to their entrepreneurial journeys. And we're going to dive into your journey specifically, Dahlia, which you've already shared is a fascinating one. But before we do, we always start with a success quote because we really want to get that motivational ball rolling, Dahlia. So take it away. 
the quote that uh, I grew up with and I use every day and now the team uses is influence the future. Believe that your vision will not just make an impact, but strive towards the future and make the next generation more impactful. Um, And that's really sort of the, the, the influence of change. Wow. So Dahlia, one thing that we love really diving into are the stories and the real life experiences. So take this quote that you know has a lot of vague and aerial theories and break it down to how you have recently applied it to your life. Well, it's interesting because you are always living in the present. Uh, and when you are an entrepreneur, uh, I think you become more self-aware to realize the past is the past and the future is um, really uh, the path is paved based on what you do today. And I think, you know, as an engineer, I tend to also overanalyze and sometimes engineer decisions. But it's interesting because you're sometimes faced with a challenge. And, and the story of Real Social, where it was just a crazy idea. Uh, at the time we began experimenting um, from an R&D point of view, there was actually no technical feasibility uh, that allowed us to implement sort of the kernel of what Real Social is today, but also the future. And, you know, when, when you are when you are faced with your mantra around, are you going to influence the future? You tend to have to force yourself to make more painful uh, decisions around what you're going to build today. And I think this has really helped us keep in line with a vision that doesn't have a short-winded implementation or real-world Example, And I think that's the first thing I would always say is when you look at, you know, when I mean influence the future, I don't necessarily say think, think about tomorrow in the most vague and flower dreamy method, but always ask yourself, what is, is this going to impact me to how is this going to impact me two years from now? And that could also help you make decisions that might seem harder to make today, but seem insignificant tomorrow. Dahlia, we learn from stories. We learn from real life experiences. You know, being a history major myself in college, I always loved that phrase. Those that don't study history are doomed to repeat it. And so that's what we do here at Entrepreneur on Fire. We analyze the journey of successful entrepreneurs one journey at a time. And today, Dahlia, you're our featured guest. We're turning the spotlight onto you. So break it down for us. Take it down to the ground level for Fire Nation of a time in your journey when you fail, Dahlia. Now, again, we're not looking for approximations and vague theories. We're looking to be there with you during that moment of failure. We're looking to learn what you learned from that story, Dahlia. So take us there to that moment in time. Tell us that story. I now understand why people say failure is a good thing, particularly if you can learn from it. Um, I will say that there were a few scenarios I remember that felt impossible to get out of. Uh, One was actually the the beginning of Real Sociable. I had started this as an individual, um, as an academic thesis project. 
and I was trying to rally people to support me. And I not only had the exposure to people that set me back technically, but I had people who actually called me crazy. And, you know, the failure was in my ability to not follow my mantra. And I ended up doing things that were against uh, what what my day-to-day mantra is and the product that we've originally first built, because what's out in market today is really the second generation. Dahlia, get specific. What are some things you were doing? I built a wrong product based on what was available, based on the resources that I had and the decisions I let other people do. One of the things as an entrepreneur is the team is critical, but do not, do not delegate decisions to people that don't necessarily align with your vision. All right, Dahlia, let's not slip into starting to be a little vague here. Again, I'm pulling you back into something that really happened during that time. I had lost a my most significant customer win due to a failed specification on the original product implementation. And the truth is, in hindsight, you look back and you say, where would we be today if I was able to execute on that product? And it, uh, it, it in fact, catapulted me into what possibly could be the only time I was truly depressed. Uh, because what happened is I lost all control, control of my product control to influence my customers' decision in supporting me um, and our company. And most importantly, uh, I lost control of delivering something that I had vested not only so much time, effort, and capital in. Uh, It was delegated to people who actually could just easily walk away. And that left me potentially more stranded um, than I had begun with. And that was probably the most significant failure uh, I experienced in the beginning of this journey uh, that forced me to start looking at how to fail faster so you don't have repercussions that set you back months, um, and which would be more severe. Um, you know, and I, and I hope that's, I hope that's specific enough. I'm, I'm sure it's very hard for, for us to sit and speak to people, especially when it's about our journey to, to talk about the, the failure about timing, failure of decisions made, and, and most importantly, the failure to meet um, the expectations of, of the customers that you work so hard to find. Um, and that was the, the first change in, 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 the, in who I became uh, after that point. So, Dahlia, the thing that I pulled out of that failure in your life is you were letting others influence you, others that probably didn't have what was best at heart for what you were creating because nobody truly does except you, the founder, the person whose original vision it is. And to stay true to that vision is so difficult, but so important for entrepreneurs along our journey. And Dahlia, you finished strong. You finished strong. You really got specific. You were sharing with us some good 
real-time examples. But let's start strong this time. When I take you to the other end of the spectrum now, we're going to tell a different story. This one's going to be a fun story because it's an aha moment. It's a light bulb, Dahlia, that you've had at some point in your journey. And obviously, you've had many. We all have as entrepreneurs, just like we have failures that strew in our path. We also have aha moments. Some of us every day, every week. And we need to try to ignore some of those because we can't get distracted. We call those the weapons of mass distraction sometimes. But talk to us about an aha moment, a light bulb moment that you had, Dolly, that you actually held onto, grasped onto, and applied. But again, let's start strong this time. Take us there, Dahlia. Describe to us that moment in time that you had that aha moment. And what steps did you take to turn that idea into success. The aha moment for me uh, in the in the capacity of real social was really around uh, the trusted relationships I had as a consultant into big, large organizations where I was helping them define their marketing and sales automation efforts and the cascade and the funnel and conversion. And I sat there and I kept getting closer and closer to some of our customers until we realized the, the ROI that, was, was, that we were trying to get to was not a symptom of the tools or a metric that a report generated. It was the it was the ignition uh, of of people influencing other people, and it was at that point I recalled, you know, which is now the tagline of Real Sociable, is that people do business with people. I realized that the only way to use technology to really impact not only our professional goals, but our, our personal goals is by using technology to help facilitate our relationships, not the metrics that are driven behind a lot of processes in today's companies. That was one kind of technical aha moment. I will say it the, 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 the aha moment that I also recall as a young entrepreneur, one that was green, one that was driven by the, the family business behind Clubrunner was when it was a pet project. Uh, I have two older sisters who are in technology. And uh, when we were involved with the Rotary Club, uh, it was very difficult to use processes that were around, you know, getting face to face. And I remember we started building these tools and there was uh, it was nothing but a pet project. And when other Rotarians started calling saying, we want this product, it was at that point the aha moment was if we solved a problem for us, the next generation of that group, then we have a company. And 10 years later, uh, Clubrunner has celebrated uh, its, its product in over seven languages in almost every continent. And with a 98% retention rate in a software as a service, you knew that aha moment was driven by passion and impact not just building a tech product. So that's how I couple people do business with people. It is only the power of people that drive really powerful process that can make change. So Dahlia, Fire Nation is listening right now and they're taking all of this in and they're saying, okay, I understand how Dahlia got to her aha moment, especially that second one. That was much more clear. 
And what I want you to break it down for us quickly is just to share how you think that someone that's listening right now who maybe has that aha moment, like you had yours, that light bulb, that idea, how can they validate it in their industry, in their niche? That's a good one. You you always have an idea and you want to you want to quickly take it to market. I think there's two things you need to do. One, similar to the mantra, understand how that will influence the future. Two, identify how you would implement such uh, a change. Now, this, you know, I'm speaking from a technology background. This could be, you know, how you facilitate uh, uh, supply chain management or, or any, you know, uh, professional service. Go and find someone and not someone you know, the ideal target customer, and go sell them on a, on a cold call. If there isn't the aha, blink, wink, wink moment between the two of you, you know, you, you need to work on it. You know, we tend to want to find people who will sugarcoat things to keep us going. But I think if you can win on a cold call, uh, you know, where that is the, the way to, 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 to shift and, and start building progress because that's really what our mission is as entrepreneurs. We, we find a platform and all we do on a daily basis is measure progress. So Dahlia, what I love about that and the golden nugget that I'm pulling out of your sharing right there is the proof of concept. And what I want Fire Nation to walk away with is Listen, people will tell you it's a great idea. They'll encourage you to go and spend your time, energy, and effort. Yeah, that's awesome. People will love that. Until someone takes out their wallet, their purse, and hands you that credit card and says, please, can you swipe my credit card so I can get in line, so I can own this product as soon as it's ready? That is the only true proof of concept that we have as entrepreneurs in this world. And Dolly, what I want you to do now is take us on a journey to your proudest entrepreneurial moment. I mean, it's a great segue from from that golden nugget you just mentioned. Um, My proudest moment, uh, despite seeing your idea turn into a a, a tangible baby, uh, was the first customer success story. Nothing is more prouder on a daily basis. And I, I, we as a team joke around internally because it's like getting a million-dollar check when a customer sends in uh, a quick note or calls us and says, look what we were able to do because of your product. Yes. It is nothing, there is nothing more rewarding um, than seeing how someone actually, and, and it's not the, the, the use case it's the gushing effect because, again, you know, when you're in a, in a B2B environment, we tend to formalize our relationships. So, Dahlia, before you kind of go off in a little bit, again, I'm going to pull you back to the moment. I really want you to understand that we want to be there with you during one of those moments and feel what it feels like to have received that. Tell us a specific example. I recall this. It was actually our first customer, and it was three days into what was maybe not the most <laughs> smoothest implementation. It was, uh, it was a large B2B data services provider. And, uh, you know, this goes back almost two years ago. Uh, and that company has helped form what is today. 
I'll tell you what it was. I was sitting in front of the VP of marketing, the president of the company, and what could be a sample set of the most non-supportive salespeople. (laughs) And we found one piece of information that stood out. There was a company that they were doing business with and uh, or or their sales rep had spent six months in a sales cycle trying to position their data services. We noticed uh, that, you know, the salesperson had submitted a proposal and, you know, in your typical CRM had advanced that stage to forecast. It was now management's problem. Real social within a Um, you know, within real time, captured these three significant pieces of information. That company had been acquired. It was a radio station, uh, been acquired by a large broadcast company here in Canada. Uh, They uh, also had uh, mentioned uh, some changes within the organization uh, of the, the acquiring company. But what's so interesting, that person they were negotiating with, in fact, they, that person that he was calling every day to look for a signature had tweeted, my last day on the job. And her LinkedIn for six months after that remained unchanged. And it was at that moment where they realized both management, salesperson, and the team itself, that that is no longer a real forecast. And they were able to mobilize a task force to not only uh, change gears and try to still save the opportunity, But we also lost, um, you know, they lost, uh, they saved the salesperson from getting a bullet, you know, because we tend to want to blame our sales guys when they don't make the deal and all of that visibility and and them patting us on the back saying, wow, we wouldn't have had an alternative way of discovering this this soon was one of my most exciting moments because I knew at that point we were not only helping generate revenue, we were helping save opportunities. And um, and that's what I live for at the moment. Dahlia, that's a story. That's something that we as listeners can resonate with. So thank you for sharing that. And we're about to enter the lightning round, Dahlia. But before we do, let's thank our sponsors. Are you dreaming about the perfect logo or website design, but don't know how to get started? Worried about a budget? 99designs can help. 99designs, the world's largest graphic design marketplace, makes it easy to get a design you love. Just go to the website, explain the design you need, and pick the right price package that works for you. Then the fun really begins. Designers from around the globe will submit awesome designs, and you'll give them feedback. Within a week, you'll pick your favorite and be the proud owner of a gorgeous new design. With thousands of designers at your fingertips, there's no limit to what can get designed. So what is it that you need? Boost your brand's visibility with a t-shirt or drive more traffic with a sleek new banner ad or landing page? Projects start at just $199 and your happiness is always 100% guaranteed. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. What's the difference between a business who has a massive audience with tons of raving fans and a business who has a fairly large audience, but not many fans who are the type to tell their friends about them? It's all in the way you treat and interact with your audience, Fire Nation. When's the last time you told your friends about a business who, when you were experiencing trouble with their website or one of their products or services, you weren't even able to get in touch with them for help? Unless it was to vent about how frustrated you were, probably never, right? 
Customer service, the way you treat and interact with your audience is still the number one way to shine. So what are you waiting for? If you think your customers might like to get in touch with you via phone, make it easy for them. Evoice is giving Fire Nation $5 off per month forever on top of their 30-day free trial. So just go to evoice.com, enter promo code FIRE. That makes Evoice under 8 bucks a month. Evoice.com, promo code FIRE. So Dahlia, we're about to enter my favorite part of the show, which is the lightning rounds, where we get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? You bet. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I come from a uh, family of old school entrepreneurs where it was nothing but organic growth. And, and my father, who is, is my greatest mentor, always told me, you are ready to start a business. If you can have enough money to live on your current lifestyle for three years without earning a dollar. And I always had that in the back of my mind growing up hearing that. And so I don't think it was necessarily holding me back. But as a as early in my career, I made sure I always planned to have the ability to build one way. Nothing is worse than trying to build a business and believing in a strategy called hope. If you can eliminate the risk as much as you can um, as, a, as a mature entrepreneur, you create the ability to, to, to uh, increase your probability of success. It's all about that runway, Fire Nation. All about the runway. And Dahlia, what's the best advice you've ever received? Well, it's interesting. I, I get a lot of advice and I get great advice, but I, I once sat in a meeting and, uh, and I, I overheard management say to one of their fellow peers, you know, although your opinion is highly valued, it may be irrelevant. And that is a quote that has stuck to me for over 10 years. It may not be necessarily advice, but the way I, I interpreted it was that you must trust your gut. You will always have the great ability to attract advisors. But like our failure story, and I think this is maybe why I tend to use this as an advice, is that, you know, you have to always take that with a grain of salt. Nothing is more powerful than your gut. And more importantly, because you will always trust your gut, when you fail or you need to iterate or you need to make adjustments, you can only blame yourself as an entrepreneur to make those adjustments. And therefore, you don't get into a scapegoat attitude because as an entrepreneur, you have nobody to blame. Dahlia, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. As an engineer, (laughs) I tend to overanalyze a lot of things and I always plan uh, for path A, B, or C. Uh, one being, you know, targets, one being, you know, a stretch on a positive side, and one being a completely negative influence to that decision. And that is one of the habits uh, sometimes you're not as rigorous in, but I think as you build certain things within, within you know, whether it's process or when you're hiring when you're looking at culture, when you're looking at uh, ways to change uh, your your implementation, the way you engage in sales, those are the things you always have to keep in mind because it's it's your reaction 
that sometimes um, is is the impact. And what's nice about that too is we can also try to taste something that is not status quo. I think as entrepreneurs, as people who are trying to influence the future, you don't want to know what could have been okay. You should always plan for hitting the moon or hitting the ground. Dahlia, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners? Gliffy um, and Envision. Um, you know, currently prototyping and UX is a, is a very uh, important phase, especially when you're dealing in the business that we're in around uh, early adopters, but also because of our business model that creates flexibility and additional functionality, um, you want to make sure you prototype things in a nice visual way and get acceptance by your customers sooner than later. Uh, of course, if you are any uh, type of member-driven organization, I always like to toot Club Runner, and it's not because I was a member of that, because there was absolutely no other alternative in the market today that could be provided in one system for you to look at your, your, your web, your billing, your event management, your communications, your, you know, committees, your volunteers, and, and who wants to implement seven different applications. I'm a big fan of being able to hit a number of requirements with one login. Dolly, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? The Immutable Laws of Marketing, the 11 Immutable Laws, and it obviously influenced my prospecting um, book. And I think what was so interesting there is that it was written in an era where, you know, before SaaS and content and social um, became so uh, prevalent that it really distills the, the powerful techniques of how a marketing engine could change and influence growth. On a personal side, I also would, would recommend The Millionaire Next Door. It, uh, as a young person, I think, especially in today's environment of the media and material bombardment, I think it could really influence how you see entrepreneurs and, uh, and people who, uh, who choose to, to, to succeed by, by passion. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook just like one of these for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Dahlia, your journey has been truly inspiring, and Fire Nation salutes you for that. Give us one parting piece of guidance. Share the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Believe in your dreams. As a North American uh, and someone who's traveled all, all over the world, um, and, and we are so lucky that we have the choice to choose what we want to do for a living. Um, and despite the problems you think you have, if you walked out of a Starbucks this morning, remind yourself you are 1% of the world who is privileged to do that. So persevere and adapt to the change. And Truly become more self-aware of the things you want to change in your life. And if you have that clear, um, you know, it's only you who can pave the way to your happiness and, and, and inevitably your success. I love to speak to anybody 
who, um, you know, wants to have an awesome conversation about anything, um, you know, and you can always contact me at Dahlia at realsociable.com. And of course, you can find me on all the social channels and uh, would love to, to have a conversation and go from there. Well, Dahlia, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've been chatting about in today's episode at eofire.com. Just type Dahlia in the search bar and her show notes page will pop right up. That's D-A-L-I-A. And Dahlia, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation. Every design on the Squarespace all-in-one platform automatically includes a unique mobile experience that matches the overall style of your site, so your content will look great on every device, every time. This is huge. The last time I checked out our stats, over half of our website visits came from a mobile device. What are you waiting for? Squarespace makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com, use offer code FIRE. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 